are so many different ideas about good health. How do you separate the myths from the facts? Welcome to Healthy View Radio with your trio of co-hosts, Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighouse. Today, you'll learn what it takes to be healthy and happy within a stressful world from three experts walking their talk. Here is Lisa, Andrea, and Michelle. Hello, all of you fabulous people. Welcome to another episode of your favorite weekly radio show, Healthy View Radio, with me, Andrea Beeman, and my two beautiful and sometimes a little constipated co-hosts, Michelle <laughs> and Lisa Lutan. Uh, awesome. uh, did, I just, did I just say that? <laughs> is, is this real life? It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is real life. And sometimes constipation happens. Uh, that's why we're happy to have Squatty Potty as one of our sponsors. Uh, but I personally love Squatty Potty for an entirely different reason. My husband bought our first Squatty Potty about two years ago. And my nephew came over one day and he saw this white plastic little thing sitting underneath the toilet. And, uh, and he's like, Aunt Fanny, what is that thing under the toilet? And I'm like, uh, I said, listen, that's a Squatty Potty. Uh, it helps you poop in a squatting position, making poop even easier and more efficient. And my nephew started giggling, of course. And he said, oh, my God, Aunt Fanny, you are such a hipster. And I said, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like a hipster? Really? Me? And he's, how so? How so? And he said, well, he goes, you have all this crazy organic stuff all over the house and herbs. And he goes, now you have this pooping thing. He goes, so you are totally a hipster. Uh, so, yes, I love my squatty potty uh, because it makes me hip. Uh, and I'm on the cutting edge of cool, according to my nephew, and I'm in the know about healthy things that are happening in the world. And, and if you want to have a good poop and be a, as hip as me, <laughs> <laughs> then you go to uh, squattypotty.com forward slash HVR and you save 10% on your potty. And later on in the show, we'll actually be speaking with one of the founders of the Squatty Potty, and that'll be exciting. I know the girls here are ready to poop their pants about that. Uh, but I was going to say... Say that later. Oh, <laughs> you can still say it. Nobody will remember. Okay. It'll be third. <laughs> okay. So before we get to the number two topic of today's show, we need to talk about the number one topic, and that is a ketogenic diet. It's high fat. It's low carb. Some people love it. Some people don't. I'd like to hear from my gorgeous gals, ladies. What are your thoughts about keto? So I'm totally intrigued with keto and I'll, I'll tell you why. I pretty much eat that way, like fats, proteins, and most of my veggies are carbs. But so it's kind of in line with how I eat anyway. And I think, oh, I should learn more about this. But here's the thing that kind of weirds me out a little bit is with true ketosis, you have to pee on these strips to see if your body's in ketosis. And that doesn't feel natural to me. And everything that I do when it comes to my eating and living, I want to live like a like an animal in nature. Like I don't want yeah. to be peeing on a strip <laughs> to make sure I'm eating correctly. So that's where I kind of draw the line a little bit. And I, but I still want to learn more because I do think it's fascinating and it's being used for so many health issues like epilepsy and so many other areas. So I'm super curious to learn more. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention is the epilepsy bit because I've heard about it in the uh, paleo world in particular. You got the subset of those guys who are doing the keto diet. But a girlfriend of mine from high school has a son with epilepsy, pretty bad, you know, those grand mal seizures and they put him on the keto diet and 
I don't think he's had a seizure since. And she's been documenting it, you know, on Facebook and she's had a blog and she does all this stuff, you know, to raise awareness about it. I think it's amazing what it can do. Um, and I, I, that's probably not why most people are going on the keto diet. But it, to me, I was like, okay, this is really doing something because it's changing something going on in his brain. Seizure has stopped. And the only thing that I really dislike about it is that when the hospital prescribes the keto diet, the carbs are given to the kid and like, you know, how many squares of jello he should have that day. (laughs) But anyway, the point is, you know, there's something about this diet that really works. Yeah, well, it makes sense. You know, your brain is coated in cholesterol, right? Fats. And um, so it makes sense that and also, it's the message system. You know, the endocrine system is is a message system, and uh, many of our hormones are fat. You know, they're created out of fat and cholesterol. So it makes perfect sense. Uh, what um, you know, but I also like I have um, my own personal experiences with keto. You know, like my husband did it a couple years ago. He picked up uh, Leanne's book, who we're going to have later, uh, and he did keto for about three months. And in the beginning. He lost weight and he kind of felt good. And then it was not sustainable um, for him in the long term. And also, I have um, a teacher that I know, teacher, I put it in quotes, <laughs> teacher that I know that tried keto, but I didn't know that she was trying keto. And when she was talking, I was like, wow, she's very ungrounded. I said to my friend, I go, it's almost like she's floating and not really grounded. I said, something's going on with her. And at the end of the lecture, she said that she was doing keto. And I'm like, oh, it makes perfect sense. You know, because energetically, uh, fats float. <laughs> right? So she had this kind of uh, floaty way about her. She was not grounded as she normally is. Um, any thoughts on that kind of stuff? Well, that's interesting. And I was wondering when uh, Pablo did it for three months, did he go through the keto flu? Yes, he totally did. How long did that last? It lasted between, I want to say, seven to 10 days, and he was completely congested. He had pain all over his body. Uh, he was grouch and grumpy, <laughs> you know, and I was like, just eat a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and what about the keto rash? I hear there's a rash that some people get as well. Oh, I don't know about the rash. About rash, Mm. but it wouldn't surprise me because there's a whole list of symptoms. um, Because my experience with keto was completely by accident, you guys. I did not plan to try the diet. No offense, I didn't pick up the book. I didn't do any of those things. I was just cooking for my family, and I try to cook things that are a little bit lower in carbs, and I try to experiment with different foods. So this one week, I don't remember what I made, but I was like, oh yeah, I'll sure, I'll try this low carb whatever thing for dinner, and try something else for lunch. And I went to pick up my son that day. I had to pick him up from camp and I pulled into the parking lot and all of a sudden it felt like the earth just tilted about 45 degrees on me. And I'm like, whoa, what just happened? So he's getting off the bus. And I thought I am going to fall on my face in front of all of these parents and all these kids because I've never been dizzy like that. It wasn't dizzy like when you're drunk it was like the back of my brain. Like it just, it was just like the whole world was warped. And, um, and I didn't fall down. Luckily he got in the car and I said, Danny, do you have anything left in your lunchbox? <laughs> oh my God. I thought you were going to ask him to drive. <laughs> that, that sounds more like a low sugar thing no? than a low, than a I low carb low sugar moments my whole life. I know exactly mm-hmm. what that feels like. That's something I, I, well, I don't have those anymore. This was a different feeling. And I just mm. thought to myself, did I eat today? Yes, I ate plenty. Well, what did I eat? 
And I counted back a few days and realized, oh yeah, I'd been experimenting with all those really super low carb recipes and inadvertently had low carbed myself, I think, and was feeling, I Googled, you know, low carb dizziness. And that's how I came upon this idea of the keto flu. So I don't know, but the boy had peas in his lunchbox. God bless my son. He eats peas in his lunchbox. <laughs> and I just pounded them and went home and ate a big bowl of pasta. And that was the end of that. Wow. So I think what is so interesting is so many people still think that carbs are only bread and pasta and that vegetables and fruits are carbs as well. And when we're getting our carbs through our vegetables, for the most part, we can get a lot of carb carbohydrates in our diet. Now, for me, I had to go very low carb because of SIBO. And the type of SIBO I have has to be managed primarily by diet because I've had it forever and it's not curable, but super manageable. And so very slowly, I transitioned to this very low carb lifestyle. But interestingly enough, I found when I kind of lowered my carbs, I got a little sad. I think oatmeal used to make me happy. And mm. I did get a little sad, but it, it definitely um, normalized after some time. I don't think I'm in ketosis. I don't test it because I don't think my fat is high enough. But I am super curious of just the tweak because it is moderate amounts of protein, not high protein. So many people think they're doing keto, but in reality, they're not. They're just doing a low-carb diet. And that's what's so cool. And I love to like learn more through... Leanne, just about this and the whole process and what does it look like to eat that way? Right. And how do you know when you've turned the corner? Right. Or fallen on your face. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's how you know. (laughs) Yeah. Because I like, you know, that hashtag you see all over Instagram, the fat adapted athlete. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) sounds so cool. I want to be fat. (laughs) How do you know? (laughs) Oh, it's funny. You know, like on the like um, just energetic level, I crave more fats in the wintertime. But in the summertime, I'm really happy with like fruit salads and like fishes and stuff like that. And I don't really crave bacon and butter on a, you know, like a daily basis. So, you know, I, I, I always think that, you know, like these new diets that come, they swing in and they swing out and they swing in and we get 10 years of this one and five years of that one and it just keeps bumping back and forth and there's validity to all of them. But um, I, I don't know, like it comes back to the sustainability thing. Is it really sustainable? Should you do it all year, all the time, all day? Um, is that really healthy? Are we going to find out in 20 years that it explodes your gallbladder? You know, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of questions. Yeah, I read Mark Sisson's book, and he was pretty Sisson. extreme about it. Sisson, did I pronounce it wrong? It's Sisson, like you know, Sisson. Like Sisson I read Mark yeah. Sisson's book, and you know, like he <laughs> takes like you know, intermittent fasting is a big part of this, and he eats within like literally like a four to six hour window each day, and you know, he talks about his life on this, and it's super extreme. But one thing he does say in the book is that you can do this for two weeks as kind of a form of cleanse also to give it a try. It doesn't have to be something forever. So those who are keto curious, you know, keep that in mind. (laughs) That might be an option for you guys. Yeah. And also I have noticed um, a lot of the um, keto folks and also the um, paleo folks, after a couple of years, they start to put in more carbs. Like when yeah, I've seen it on many of their websites. I've seen them with their, with their blogs. Oh, I needed this amount of carb, or this carb is not as bad as I originally said it was. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> yeah, I have noticed the same thing. People become a little more moderate or there's in the opposite way. There's the vegans who are very staunch vegans for a while. Oh, but then I started introducing a little bit of meat because such and such happened with my health and everyone somehow floats back towards the center eventually. Which is great because there's nothing wrong with experimenting and seeing how things feel in your body. But as you know, you guys out there, you got to listen to your body. We're all different. Different things are going to work for different people. And as Andrea said before, like listening to your body in the seasons, that's the way you're going to figure out the way to eat that's best for you. Yeah. And if you can't figure it out, you just keep meeting us every week and we'll just keep spinning it for you and making it, <laughs> bringing all the crap up to the surface, literally, <laughs> and talking about what, um, what you could try, you know, like your body while you're here on the planet, experiment with it, experiment with it and enjoy it, right? Try it and see what, how does this feel and how does that feel and all that stuff. And, and, what you were and, saying and earlier... Andrea, about you know, the floating, you know, maybe yeah. all the fats are causing you to float. You know, would you agree that those on a paleo diet sometimes take on certain characteristics as well? You know, I feel like that sometimes paleo folks are very intense and very like this, da, 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 da. Like, you know, whereas uh, vegetarians are like your typical yoga teacher or somebody who's a vegetarian or vegan. They're super easygoing and forgetful and whatever. What do you think? Well, I think there's a lot to that. You know, like when I was first studying energy and food and medicine, you know, like they would say, okay, if you have a tightly wound nervous system, don't eat chicken, right? Mm -hmm. Because chicken is, <laughs> and they're skittish and they're scared. They're all over the place. Um, and if you wanted to relax your nervous system, you would eat something like lamb. If you needed strength, you would have buffalo. So energetically, I think there's a lot to it. So if you're eating, pounding a lot of animal protein, it's going to really um, affect the nervous system, especially if it's not naturally raised, uh, which is um, one of the reasons why I love ButcherBox, by the way, who is one of our sponsors. So uh, we have ButcherBox, and uh, when my clients tell me that they don't know where to source grass-fed meat from, or they live in a food desert and they don't have access to better quality animal proteins, I encourage them to check out ButcherBox because ButcherBox sources from local farms that are naturally and humanely raising their animals, uh, which matters a lot because exactly what you're talking about. Like, let's say somebody's eating a ton of meat and it's from a factory farmed animal who's not having a good life and is, you know, like not getting sunshine, not getting exercise, that energetically is affecting that person. And they could tell me, you know, till the blue in the face that it's not, but you could see it, you could sense it, the whole thing. Just like what you said, Michelle, like, <laughs> like that's, that's to totally factory farm stuff. Um, so uh, Butcher Box also has boxes set up and they're ready to be delivered so it's really easy for you to get a variety of meats and cuts of meat. For example, if you get started, at, they can select a well-balanced assortment of easy-to-cook items like chicken breasts or more interesting cuts like the Denver steak, which my husband just tried, and he loved that. Uh, or you could pick from a wide variety of cuts to mix up your box. And if you want to learn about the different cuts of meat and how best to prepare them, uh, they have tutorials on their website and a ton of recipes. And you ladies, have you tried a variety of different cuts? Or do you like roast, tenderloin, stir fries, chops, ribs? I just did a chicken stir fry. It was amazing. <laughs> chicken breast? Chicken, yeah. Yeah, I know you use chicken. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a, well, you know, and, and did some steak for my husband who's a big steak eater. I'm not just really a steak eater. I'm more of a chicken girl. 
but he loved it. He was so excited to like, <laughs> so excited to have some meat in the house. He was like, woohoo. Oh, I love that. I love when I do chicken, I really, really prefer to do chicken thighs because they're so much more moist. And, you know, depending on the preparation method, I, I go for chicken thighs when I can. But otherwise, I'm a ground beef kind of girl because, you know, I got kids. You can go throw ground beef in whatever. They do that a lot easier than they eat a steak. Yeah, it's true. true. It's true. So with ButcherBox, you can get a, lo- a wide variety of stuff. You can pick it or they pick it for you. Um, and you get to know all the different cuts and, and you figure out what you like, just like you girls are talking about. For me, I like little slivers of meat in my stir fries because I like to pair my vegetables and my proteins. I like a lot of vegetables with my proteins. Um, so our listeners and viewers can get $20 off of their purchase as well as free bacon free bacon when they go to butcherbox.com forward slash HBR. And that'll be, um, bacon is right along the lines of the keto world, right? It's high fat. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're the bacon people. They brought bacon back into the world of, of health, uh, which is good as well as the paleo people. They brought bacon back. Um, so today to help us better understand the keto way of life, we have Leanne Vogel, She's the host of the Keto Diet Podcast, author of best-selling uh, paperback, The Keto Diet, which, like I said, my husband bought that book. Um, and uh, she's also the creator of Fat-Fueled Living, a holistic, paleo-friendly approach to ketogenic, high-fat diet. She's been in the field of nutrition since 2007. Leanne shares free videos, podcasts, recipes, and keto-friendly resources on her blog, which is healthfulpursuit.com. And we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be right back. And I think we have uh, two or three minutes on the break. I'm not sure. And I wonder if that's enough time to sit on a squatty potty. We'll find out. Meet us back here. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighaus, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. 
That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Hello, and welcome back to Healthy View Radio. My name is Michelle Fenikaus, and I'm here with my co-host, Andrea Beeman and Lisa Lutan. And today we're buzzing on a big buzzword in the health and nutrition industry right now, keto, as in the ketogenic diet. And we'll be talking with Leanne Vogel, author of The Keto Diet, in just a moment. If you're here with us live, as we're recording, by the way, go ahead and put your questions into the comment area for Leanne. But first, I want to tell you guys about what is in my makeup bag, which I have right over here. And no joke, 99% of what I've got in here is all from Vapor Organic Beauty. Here I got the eyeshadow, here I got the skin perfecter, everything in here. You can check them out at vaporbeauty.com slash HVR to save 20%. I've been using them for many years. And it's like, yeah, they're free of all the bad stuff, the endocrine disrupting chemicals, the, uh, oh, here's my eyeliner. <laughs> it's real short. I need a new one. <laughs> what color is that? Is oh, that it's black. what I have? Uh, no, probably not, because you're lighter. You know, you have lighter tones. You probably wouldn't wear black eyeliner, would no, you? No, no, I don't. I, I think it's mesmerized. It's this one. <laughs> <laughs> mesmerizing. <laughs> so we got, not, you know, none of the parabens, none of the GMOs, the fragrances, but it's not earthy, crunchy stuff. It is the most luxurious makeup that I have ever owned. So all of our listeners, you can go to vaporbeauty.com slash HVR to save 20%. And you can even get a $10 sample kit to try all the colors, which I've done like maybe a hundred times because I love just getting all those samples (laughs) and playing in the mirror in the bathroom. (laughs) But best of all, you guys, I'm pretty sure that vapor makeup is low carb, (laughs) 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 which might be important if you're interested in the keto diet. So let's say hello to our guest, Leanne Vogel, so she can tell us all about it. Welcome to the show, Leanne. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now, is there any truth to the fact that your makeup should be low carb? Let's just bust that myth right away. Heck no. Maybe lip chap, like maybe you want to look for the sugar in your lip lipstick. That's a real thing. But your blush and um, eye makeup, go for it. Put the carbs on your face. <laughs> I've never been asked that question before. Because <laughs> you know it all gets absorbed. So if you're going to go for it, maybe you should be paying attention to these things. That's awesome. No kidding. So, Liam, we want to get to know you on a bit of a personal level, and I'm sure we are all curious. So can you tell us, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Well, uh, today is a busy day of recording. I have about 12 hours of back-to-back recording. So on days like this where I really, really, really need my brain to be fired up, I fast for all of the day. So this morning I went for a walk after doing some yoga. I had a bunch of hot water. And then just about an hour ago, I had a fatty coffee. It was decaf coffee with MCT oil powder, exogenous ketones, and some collagen. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing today. Wow. I don't think anyone ever told us they had a bunch of water for their breakfast. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Story so that'll, that'll be all day. And then tomorrow you'll uh, bring it back to some food. Yeah. Usually like this evening, I'll have a pretty big dinner and then I'll fall asleep and I got a bunch of recordings tomorrow. So I'll fast for the whole day and have dinner again. It's, it's a tool that I use. I've been keto now for four years and it's just a great tool when I'm really, really busy and just don't want to think about food all day. So it makes life a lot easier. Yeah, I agree. Fasting is fantastic. Oh, the best. (laughs) (laughs) But does it really make your mind that clear? Yes. 
<laughs> yes, uh, I had ADHD for my entire life until I went keto. And after 30 days of being on the ketogenic diet, I had to go off my ADHD medication because my brain was just going too fast and I was focusing, I was hyper-focusing. Uh, and so I went off my medication and I haven't been on, back on since. It's been four years and I find uh, even low-carb foods and ketogenic foods can affect my brain just slightly. I find the best way to mitigate that, especially with my brain and my goals, is to just not eat and then have periods of fasting. And that doesn't, please don't hear me say, all you have to do is not eat and your brain will be on fire. <laughs> it's just a tool that we can use when we're not hungry, we don't eat. But there are days where I'm hungry and I have my keto foods, but for me and my brain and how disrupted it's been over my life, it's made a huge difference. Mm, I would love to hear more about that. And I'm sure not all of our listeners are you know, super familiar with the keto diet. So maybe tell us more about what kind of person can benefit from the style of eating. Yeah. So first off, a ketogenic diet is a low carb, high fat diet where we are burning fat as energy instead of glucose. So our diet is primarily made up of fat and we are using either the energy uh, in our bodies, so the fat on our bodies as our energy, or the fat in our food. And how that's dictated is really how much fat you eat. So where people would benefit from fat is usually, first off, the signs that you need more fat. So if you find that you've tried every eating style and you're still struggling with hunger pains or uh, binging sessions where you get home on a Thursday night, you park yourself in front of the TV and you're just all out eating. Um, that can be a good sign that you're just not eating enough fat and therefore a ketogenic diet could be beneficial for you. If your hormones are a little bit off and no amount of going to the doctor and getting prescriptions is helping your situation, uh, that was my experience. I had a menorrhea, a lack of period for eight years and use the ketogenic diet uh, to get my hormones back online. If you struggle with uh, blood sugar irregularities, uh, that was a real thing for me. I had hypoglycemia for years and I just thought it was the way it was and all I had to do was eat every two hours and life would be better. But if I skipped a snack, it was all over. I was pushing people out of the way to find a snack. I would bite off people's heads to get out of the way. Like it was just a hot mess. And so with a ketogenic diet, we can eliminate that up and down of blood sugar uh, craziness that makes us so hyper-focused on food all of the time. I find that men and women can both benefit from a ketogenic diet. Uh, women's approach needs to be a little bit different because our bodies run on a 28-day hormone cycle and men run on a 24-hour hormone cycle. So what we need throughout the month and how many carbs, proteins, and fats we need will um, vary depending on our hormone balances and teenagers or children, while they can benefit from super high fat diets, a lot of parents choose to just give them a lot of fat, but still a little bit of carbs so they can have some freedom in there. So, so interesting. So you mentioned ADHD um, and you mentioned uh, people's blood sugar issues like hypoglycemia. Um, earlier we were talking about epilepsy. What, else, what Anything else we should add to that list? The big the big issues that can be solved? Yeah, you bet. Um, any, anyone concerned with uh, muscle loss, if you're dealing with a lot of muscle loss, the ketogenic diet is a muscle sparing diet. It can also help with strengthening bones. If you have any issues with um, heart health, 
uh, because the ketogenic diet is so powerful in regenerating our mitochondria. A lot of the times people will switch over to a ketogenic diet if they've had heart issues in the past. If you have inflammation, like you wake up every morning and your joints are sore and you think that that's just aging, that's not actually a thing. You shouldn't feel like you can't get out of bed. That's inflammation generally. And so a ketogenic diet can be really helpful toward inflammation. And the last one is sort of a benefit um, for all of us. And something I don't like to majorly focus on is the weight loss aspect. And I think because a lot of people get into keto and they're like, I'm just going to lose all the weight. And we get so focused in on that, we forget about all the other benefits. So I like to say that the weight loss is just a cherry on top to the whole experience of being keto. And I think we have a listener who's asking about diabetes. I know you mentioned blood sugar regulation. I imagine same for diabetes. This could be very helpful. Yeah, exactly. It's always best, uh, depending on whether or not you are a type 1 or type 2 diabetic, that you work with your healthcare professional because you are eliminating most carbohydrates. Your insulin is going to be affected by that. So if you're taking exogenous forms of insulin, you need to work very closely with your healthcare professional to make sure that you are lowering your dose as you are um, not required to have as much insulin, but I've seen it be extremely helpful for diabetics, both in my practice and in the healthful pursuit community. Well, that is very exciting. So will you share with us? I mean, we understand it's low carb, it's high fat, but what other rules are there? Like, how does it work? (laughs) Yeah. So when you first get started on the ketogenic diet, and I when I first got started four years ago, it was basically my goal was eat a lot of fat. So back then I was eating around 160 grams of fat a day. That's one six zero grams of fat a day. And I was trying to keep my carbohydrates below 20 grams of total carbohydrates. So regardless of the fiber count, regardless of anything, it was 20 grams of carbs. That worked really great for me for a couple of months, but then I started dealing with hair loss. Um, I was getting pins and needles throughout my body. I started to binge on carbs because it's crazy to say, just eat 20 grams of carbs for the rest of your life and you'll be the healthiest human alive. You're welcome. Like it's just, it's not practical for a lot of us. So I find now that my quote unquote rules are to just set the intention of eating as much fat as possible and limiting my carbohydrate intake as much as I can. Um, But one of the practices that I follow is a thing called carb ups. And this is a cyclical ketogenic practice, which allows us to have a touch of carbohydrates. So one of my rules is if it's my birthday, I'm going to have cake. And if I'm out at the movies and my sister ordered some popcorn, I'm going to have some. And so I think that this makes it more of a lifelong strategy. But the basic keto rules is at least 70% of your overall intake is going to be fat and generally speaking, people shoot for around 20 to 50 grams of total carbohydrate, depending on their body, and protein kind of slides in the middle there at a moderate amount. So those are kind of the rules. Um, the general ketogenic practice doesn't focus a lot on the food quality. So as long as it fits those macros, the fat, the protein, and the carbs, you're good to go. But my fat field approach really focuses in on the quality of the food. And like you guys were saying, like butcher box and the grass-fed, also grass-finished meat and the impact that that has on your overall body and your hormones and your thoughts um, make a big impact on your overall health. So the quality of the food is also part of my rules, quote unquote, of my ketogenic diet. Leanne, can you give people an idea of what it looks like in a day to eat that much fat? Like what typical meals might look like? 
Mm, yeah, great question. I know that when I first got started, it was really um, kind of mind-blowing how much 160 grams of fat is. Like, that is a lot of fat. But if you kind of swap that around and think about, you know, if you're eating a standard American diet or perhaps you're paleo right now and you eat a lot of sweet potatoes, think of all the carbs you eat as being swapped out with the fat that you eat. So if you think of that big sweet potato on your plate being swapped out with fat, like that's a lot of slices of bacon. And so generally speaking on a daily basis, the easiest way to bump up your fat is through fatty drinks and a thing called fat bombs. And those are really heavily densely fatty things that could be a little fatty treat or soup or something like that. But on a daily basis, like I'll take you through on the day before yesterday where I started the day off with a fatty tea and I put a bunch of coconut oil in there, blended it up with a little bit of collagen and a touch of almond butter, blended that up, drank it. And then for lunch, I usually, I love pairing um, my fats with a bunch of greens. So my favorite is sauteing some kale with a bunch of bacon grease. And I'll serve that with some sort of leftover protein like chicken thighs. And then for dinner is usually like a cold or hot thing. Um, Usually a salad with a bunch of dressing, um, olive oil or avocado oil on my salad. If I'm feeling really crazy, I'll have avocado oil mayonnaise and I'll mix that in with Um, nuts or seeds, uh, fatty protein. Um, I just made some brisket recently. So slice that up, put it in a salad. So it's, it's really about boosting your fat, I find is the easiest way. So basically, you're setting up these low carb, high fat meals for lunch and dinner. And then for breakfast or for snacks after dinner, if you feel like doing the snacky thing, um, high fat snacks like a spoonful of coconut butter or macadamia nuts mixed with coconut oil and some salt or having a fatty drink or making a smoothie with um, full fat coconut milk and avocado and uh, MCT oil powder and just boosting up your fat in liquid form because it's also way easier to to drink that than have to deal with cooking. How many meals did I used to eat? Like six a day? That's too much. Too many meals. <laughs> <laughs> too many dishes. Yeah, too many dishes. So I have a question because how do you know when your body is actually fat adapted or Mm -hmm. you're actually in ketosis? Do you have to pee on a stick? Yeah, that's a really great question. I think a lot of people, especially starting the ketogenic diet, get really overwhelmed with, what do you mean I have to track this and I'm buying strips and they get really expensive? When you test your urine for ketones, it might show you a really dark color and you're like, yes, I'm in ketosis. And then the next day you test and there's nothing. And that's a great sign, actually, that your body is learning how to use the ketones instead of dumping them into your urine. So you actually don't want to see ketones in your urine. That means that your body's using those ketones instead of just dumping them into your urine. So a better way of knowing that you're in ketosis is how you feel. If your goal of going on a ketogenic diet is for your brain to be more optimal, well, how's your brain doing? If you don't have brain fog, if you're waking up energized and you're in meetings at 3 p.m. at the end of the day when you haven't eaten much, maybe you've just had a fatty coffee in the morning and you're able to answer questions quickly, your memory's on point, that's a really good sign that you're fat adapted and in ketosis. If your goal of getting into keto was to regulate your appetite, are you able to go long periods of time without eating? Are you getting frustrated waiting for lunch? You're probably not fat adapted. Do you go until 3 p.m. and you're like, wait, did I 
eat to, oh my gosh, I didn't eat today. Then that's a good sign that you're fat adapted. So instead of relying on these tools, which can get quite expensive, like I know when I first started measuring, it was about $180 a month to test my ketones. And that's a lot of money. And so now I just go off how I feel. If I can go long periods of time without eating, check. If my brain is on point all day, check. And so those can be a a better indication of whether or not you're fat adapted. Wow. All right. Well, those are all good ideas for us to think about. And certainly nobody should be feeling starving between meals. Even if you're not going keto, you could do something with what you're having for breakfast to mitigate those hunger pangs and those low blood sugar moments. So would you say, real briefly, I'm just curious, could everyone benefit from including more fat in their diet? That's, I love how you position that. Could everyone benefit from including more, di- more fat in their diet? Yes. Can everyone benefit from being in ketosis? Probably not. I think it would be scary if I said, yes, everyone should be keto or everyone should be vegan. Some work, some things work for different people than that work for others. Uh, ketogenic diet has been really helpful for me, but I think the grand scheme of things, fat is a precursor and for cholesterol and cholesterol is a precursor for all of our hormones. So incorporating more fat into our daily diet, regardless of what eating style we have is a great, great thing. Amazing. So for all of our listeners, you can learn more about Leanne at healthfulpursuit.com. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yay. After the break, we have a very special guest, you guys, Bobby Edwards, the CEO and co-creator of one of the most revolutionary products of the last decade. I'll give you a hint. I have one sitting in my bathroom right now. You may have seen him on Shark Tank, and now you're going to see him on Healthy View Radio. We'll be back in just a moment. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighouse, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community. HealthyViewRadio.com to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. 
That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Healthy View Radio. We've been talking about keto cooking with Leanne Vogel. And I will tell you, I have her cookbook. It is awesome. And if you're like me, doesn't the idea of just having more fat just make you smile? Like, I'm going to literally go make some more fat bombs today and just enjoy every single bite. Anyway. Yeah, me too. Yeah, why not? So I'm literally pooping in my pants with excitement over our next guest. But first, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Giovanni Cosmetics. Check out their eco-chic hair care at Sprouts, Kroger, and Whole Foods near you and get a $2 coupon at GiovanniCosmetics.com slash HVR. That's HVR like Healthy View Radio. So on to our next guest. Bobby Edwards is the CEO and co-creator of the most revolutionary product of the last decade, the Squatty Potty Toilet Stool. Edwards realized the ineffectiveness of the modern toilet design when his own mother was suffering from digestive issues which is a code name for constipation. <laughs> His success on Shark Tank led Squatty Potty to being the number two haha, most successful company in the history of the show. Edwards brilliantly flushed the taboo about our bathroom experience and as a result is helping countless colons across the globe as well as hosts like us talk about poop. Yeah. And if you've been listening, we love this topic. So, Squatty Potty products have extended to a variety of stools, sprays, and other bathroom accessories, including even a poo emoji plunger. Oh, my God. I totally want one of those, by the way. I saw it on the website. <laughs> we can talk after. They're sold in over 6,000 retail locations globally, including Bed and Bath Beyond, Costco, Walmart, and Target. Bobby, welcome to our show. Hello, everyone. So glad to be here. <laughs> we are so excited to have you on the show. Bobby, do you think all these keto eating people are getting more constipated and therefore increasing your sales? You know, I don't know if the keto people are the ones getting constipated because, you know, adding fat to your diet is going to actually help with elimination. So That's correct. <laughs> Just thought I'd put it out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but there are, there are a lot of, like, you know, mysteries about what causes constipation and, you know, is it fiber? What do I need more fiber? What do I need? And. You know, so I think, um, you know, but what, one thing with, with the Squatty Potty is it's, it really is just an extra tool to help you be, um, you know, have a ha- happier, healthier gut. <laughs> and that's where it started out. It was my mom's secret. You know, she'd been using this poop stool for years and uh, it was her secret. And she finally one day was like, you know, I have this thing changed my life. I'm a happier, healthier person because of this. And I need to tell people about it. And that's when we kind of went to the drawing board and improved her poop stool and made Squatty Potty so that everyone could, could know mom's secret to, to um, healthier and happier elimination. <laughs> so had your mother fashioned her own poop stool? Is this her original creation? <laughs> so she was using a regular stool, but it wasn't quite ergonomic and right. It was, it was there were a few things. It was her, her, her legs weren't positioned right. She felt like she wanted to be more in a natural squat. And she didn't like the way where she didn't have a place to store her stool. Um, she was like, I just don't feel like I'm getting the full benefit. So she, and she's like, I just kind of want to squat on my toilet, but she's 63 and couldn't do that. 
So she actually came to me one day and goes, you know, I've been using this stool, but there's this things wrong with it. I want it to be different. And you're a designer. So why let's, let's talk about it. So we got out some phone books and some paint cans and we designed a stool around that position that was really more comfortable for my mom. And it, that's how we came up with that kind of horseshoe shape and the unique shape and design of the squatty potty. And there was nothing out there. People were talking about the, the concept of squatting the poop and how it's more natural and healthier and you get a better elimination with that, with that posture, but there was nothing in the market. So we essentially created it. Um, but it was because she was so passionate about sharing her secret. <laughs> and it was weird because I, we were just, well, I just laughed about it. I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, mom, this is so funny. Like I talk about it to my friends and they're laughing. I can't believe you're supposed to be squatting to poop. That's hilarious. Um, but she took it very seriously. Her, she was evangelical about it, really passionate about, you know, letting people know that this is a be- there's a better way to go. And we've created a product that's affordable, easy to, easy to use and comfortable and, and will help you achieve that. Um, and it's so simple, you know, just a simple stool. Um, but I think it's her, her vision that, 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 that she just wanted to really let people know that there was a better way to go. Yay, mom. What a great, yeah. <laughs> we're so happy here, that you know? did I'm that like, for all of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's, she's an, um, and she wasn't afraid, you know, I think initially she was, but then one day the light came on. She goes, you know, I just feel like it's so beneficial and there's nobody out there, nothing available. People need to know about this. You know, absolutely. And I don't know if you've heard our show these last few weeks, but I've been talking on and on about my son made us all by squatty potties years ago. It must have been right after Shark Tank. So we've been a squatty potty family for many years now. And I had to laugh. My sister called me and said, Lisa, I just found something that changed my life. And I go, what is it? She said, it's called a squatty potty. And I, I laughed. And I said, this is so funny. Not only do I love squatty potty, but, you know, we're having the founder on the show. And she said, she asked me to tell you something. So I'm going to tell you this. She said for years, she went to doctors and brought up this issue of constipation again and again and again. And not once did any doctor tell her to try a squatty potty. So there's a little hidden marking out out there for you guys. Well, you know, we're, we're, we're attending more and more gastroenterology, you know, more doctor trade shows and, and, and market. And the thing is, is, you know, Doctors agree. They're they're taught this in medical school that there's a, the optimal posture is squatting, but there's never been anything they can recommend for people to achieve it. Now they can, and we're educating them. You know, we're showing them the, the Mayo Clinic's doing an intense study with the squatty potty right now. I can't wait for the results to come out because it's, there's significant improvement in constipation with the use of the squatty potty. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's just something that will happen. I think. You know, it, it takes time to, to change the old guard. <laughs> what age and, should um, we start kids on the squatty potty? When can you start kids? Yeah. <laughs> well, we have this. We have a new stool called the Squatty Potamus for kids, and so we're <laughs> oh. recommending people potty train in, with with the squatty potty. You know, even we've got a little bench and a, it's a, a little uh, uh, hippopotamus shaped. Uh, stool with a with its feet that helps the kid get in the little squat position on the toilet. So, you know, I mean, kids instinctually squat to poop. You see them in their diaper, they're crouching behind a couch, pooping, and, you know, they're, 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 they're squatting. <laughs> and that, that's when a lot of kids become constipated, when they have to switch to the toilet, they're afraid of the toilet, it's 
foreign to them. They're not squatting. They're not in the right posture. Their, their feet are dangling. It's scary, and they withhold, and then they become constipated. Um, I think that's that, along with diet, of course, are, are, is what's causing the epidemic of childhood constipation. Wow. Now, I know that you have this 7-inch version and this 9-inch version, and now there is an adjustable version. Why would someone yeah. need one versus the other? I know it might be obvious to you, but I remember when I was buying one originally, I was, was kind confusing. of... confusing. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I guess it's pretty simple. People and toilets come in different shapes and sizes. So um, there's this new thing called a comfort toilet, which is the big trend. and It's easier to get on and off of, so it requires less of a squat. And ironically, this is when my mom noticed her constipation got worse is when she moved into a new house, put in one of those new toilets because the contractor's like, oh, this is what everyone's doing now. These taller toilets are more comfortable. Well, guess what? Her constipation got worse. She, she, didn't, she didn't make the tie until after doing you know, this, this research for a squatty potty that this is when she really noticed her constipation got really bad and she started going to doctors and asking about it. Um, but the, um, but so, so the reason why we have different heights is because toilets are, you know, there's a tall toilet and there's a short toilet. So for people with taller toilets, the nine inches better. Um, for people with like a standard toilet, then the seven inches better. So that is so good to know because I thought it had something to do with the height of the person, not the toilet. That does. I mean, it's all these different factors, but honestly, and then it's also your physical ability, right? Some people are more limber than others, and so if you're more limber, able to use the nine inch, then use it. If not, the seven inch is sufficient, and it works great for for most people. The seven inches, the nine inches, we we sell about you know ten percent of of the squatty potties in the nine inch versus, you know, the seven inch, um, is the most popular, but the, it, the nine inch is there in case anybody wants to be more advanced or they have a taller toilet, you know, I it, do. I want to be more advanced. I'm going to try that. Yeah. <laughs> Leave yeah. it to the yogi. <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, if you're used to getting in those squats and your knees are, you know, in, in shape and, you know, all that stuff. And then, you know, the nine inch might be better, but some people are like, it's not very comfortable. So they like the seven inch. Good to know. So, so just what about all these other great products you're coming out with? Can you tell us look, a little bit about these sprays, and, uh, the poo well, emoji? I mean, kind of, it's kind of to be oppor- opportunistic, you know, but it's also to make the bathroom experience better. Um, you know, we've got the, we've got that, the, and the spray is different than anything out there. It actually has colloidal gold in it, which is the same process as silver. They just hit a, a bar of gold with laser and it disperses it into the water and makes it, you know, it's kind of like um, um, micro technology, nanotechnology, when you get small um, particles of actual gold into the spray. And why, why, why gold is because gold interacts with sulfur and kill sulfur and mitigates the smell naturally. Instead of just covering it with um, odor, it actually kills the sulfur. So, and it's, um, it's technology, they use it in medical, they use it in a lot of different, a lot of different areas now, it's new. I mean, the, the gold technology is new. And we got the idea to use it in the spray to kill the poop smell because that's what they were using it for to, to, as an odor controller. And it works great. So it's like a little, it's a little poop killer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is awesome. We are so happy that you joined us on Healthy View Radio today. Yeah. Glad to be here. You know, it's important. 
Um, elimination as, is as important as what, what you eat is what comes out and how it comes out. And I think, you know, Squatty Potty is part of that conversation of, of you know, helping, helping people have a happier, healthier life. <laughs> well, amen to that. And we will keep spreading the poop gospel. So thanks again for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Take care. Bye. Bye. So ladies, we talked about keto. We talked about squatty potties. What's your takeaway for today? I'd like some gold poop. (laughs) (laughs) Who wouldn't really? (laughs) Well, I was remembering that a few years ago, I tried making these little fat bombs. I forget. I forget. I got to look up the recipe. It was a lot of coconut oil. There was some cacao in there. They were delicious. Not sweet but very satisfying. And like Leanne was saying, if I had one of those in say the afternoon when like you tend to get a little tired, tend to get a little unfocused, I found that my brain was a lot sharper and I could get through the rest of the day feeling good. I haven't made those in a while, so I might just hit that up in my kitchen today. Oh, there I make fat bombs. Yeah, like I have a couple of fat bomb cookbooks actually. I used to have fun making them with my daughter before she went off to college. Is it literally yeah. called Fat Bomb Cookbook? Yeah, there's a couple different ones, and they're really fun. They have sweet ones, savory ones, and they're all like the little balls, like the little energy kind of balls, tons of recipes, and some are a little more decadent than others. You know, you got to be careful, Um, but I suppose if you're doing it as part of this, you know, way of eating, it could be really beneficial. Yeah. I'd like today that we had um, both a keto person, high-fat person, and a poop person, because it, they naturally complement each other, right? So like Bobby was saying, without enough fat, you won't go. So like it does lubricate the inside of the body and it's essential. And like Leanne said, um, more people need to incorporate fat. So I think that that is a good takeaway for our viewers and our listeners is that, you know, don't be afraid of fat. They've been fearing fat for 40 or 50 years now and it's not the devil. It's actually really good for us. Not only is it, not only don't be afraid, make sure you have enough and have the right kind. And that's why I love also hearing about how she added the fat in her diet. You know, we just assume like, oh, have ice cream, have, or even just avocados. But that fatty coffee she was talking about, that was kind of interesting. Oh yeah, she's (laughs) drinking it. Yeah. (laughs) And what did you think of that concept of having a fatty coffee and then fasting till dinner for mental clarity? That was kind of interesting, right? Well, you know, fasting does free up the, you know, the space for you to think because it takes away the process from, you know, like, well, I don't want to get into it, but in Chinese medicine, our small intestine and our mind are directly connected. Uh, So if you're not processing food, you're able to free up the space for processing thoughts. Worth a shot. Yeah, worth a shot. Well, (laughs) thank you listeners for joining us once again on Healthy View Radio. We're here every Thursday at noon Eastern Standard Time live on Facebook. And you can also check us out on iTunes. And while you're on iTunes doing a little search for Healthy View Radio, be sure to leave us a five-star review. You might even get mentioned on the show. Anyway, take care and have a great week. Wait, Lisa, they could also watch us on YouTube. Ah, Silly me. You can also watch us on YouTube. We are everywhere everywhere. you are. (laughs) Everywhere. (laughs) There is no reason why you can't watch us. That's correct. Our pleasure. Have a great week. (laughs) 
Thank you for tuning in to Healthy View Radio. Please join Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighaus again for another fun and insightful edition of our show. We're live again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. See you soon.